You are listening to the Business Wilderness, the voice of entrepreneurs. Welcome to the Business Wilderness. My name is Amr Al-Huli and today I have a very special guest with me, Mr. Jeff Brokaw. Jeff, how are you? I'm doing excellent, Amar. I hope you are. I'm very well. Thank you for joining me, Jeff. Jeff, take me back in time. Where did it all begin for you, sir? Um, so, I, it started at a pretty young age, I would say. Um, I grew up, my father was an entrepreneur, never had a boss, um, and I think pretty early on. Um, I kind of realized I wanted to kind of follow the same path. So um, I was homeschooled um, till about sixth grade. And uh, after six or six, seven years uh, of doing that, I was sent to my first traditional school um, in the seventh grade. And once I realized that I had to go to school every day, be told where to be, when to be there, uh, quickly realized that I was not passionate about that um, whatsoever. I kind of like working my own schedule, uh, kind of doing what I, I like to do on my own time. So um, I, I started quickly teaching myself how to program. And this, again, this was, you know, 1994, 1995, before there was YouTube, there was online courses, um, anything like that. So I actually had to go to... Uh, Barnes & Noble, which is a, a big, big, uh, big big bookstore in the United States, and um, went and actually bought myself an HTML, a CSS, and a JavaScript book. And uh, every day when I was at school during that time, I was actually writing code down on a, pe- on a piece of paper, and then would go home, go home, decipher that, and try and see if it worked. So um, fast forward a couple years of me doing that when I'm about 13, 14 years old, I actually launched my first um, web hosting and web design company, um, which ended up being a lot more successful. This was in 1995, um, 1996 range. Um, it ended up being much more successful than I imagined. I was pulling up, uh, pulling in some revenue, making money. Um, so I ended up dropping out of high school. Um, at that point and kind of pursued this full time. Um, uh, so I ran that company for a few years, um, made good money off of it, but kind of wanted to explore um, my boundaries a little further. So I ended up getting a job at the head of IT for a large stock brokerage firm and uh, was managing about 12 or 13 different locations, running their IT. But at the same time, I was learning about finance, which I was very intrigued by, um, learning about the stock market. Um, I did that till I was about 18 years old. That company went out of business. And then uh, from there, I kind of relaunched my web design um, and I learned some marketing stuff. So launched a uh, marketing company alongside of that. Um, I still have those companies to this day, but kind of... Um, during that time frame, I, I, I was attracted to startups, early stage technology, um, about eight or nine years ago. So, um, me and a partner, we launched a what we thought was a successful startup because on paper it was valuated at about 
um, $6 million within um, a few months of launching that, but it ended up being a, uh, a failed venture, but learned a lot from it. Um, after that folded, I, I continued to uh, be intrigued by startups. So uh, me and a business part partner, we launched a company called Unrivaled Enterprises. And um, what Unrivaled's bread and butter kind of was and still is to this day is I see a lot of companies and a lot of people do that are trying to raise a lot of money at um, very high valuations. And we've noticed a trend that a, a lot of this money that they're raising for is for technology um, and or marketing. And so so what our value proposition, what we've done, and we've continued to scale with that um, over the years is we'll give these companies um, either an at-call service or we'll do technology and or marketing completely free um, in exchange for equity. Uh, perfect example, one company that uh, we're working with now, um, they got quoted to uh, finish out their platform. They got quoted from one company $2.1 million uh, USD and then another company they got quoted uh, about a million and a half dollars to build their technology um, they were trying to raise a couple million dollars instead of us going in and actually writing them a couple million dollar check. We ended up doing the technology for free. So, A, they didn't have to, read, to raise the funds and B, uh, our company um, got equity in that. So, um, Unravel Enterprises is a parent company of uh, my marketing firm, our um, web development firm. And uh, we actually merged with uh, one of the largest insurance marketing companies about a year and a half ago here in the States. Um, but currently, our portfolio is at about 15 different companies, um, either that we own outright or we uh, ha have a pre pretty good equity stance in. Excuse me for the interruption, but I have a very important message. Stop recklessly spending your money on ad spend and start building your brand. Discover how content marketing can establish your business as a household name. The Business Wilderness has helped organizations generate hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue through content and social media marketing. In one particular case, we helped an organization generate over $200 million in 12 months. Go to www.businesswilderness.com forward slash free consult F-R-E-E-C-O-N-S ULT and receive your free consultation. Back to the show. Wow. So a lot yep. of information to consume, many things happening and very involved. Uh, so you mentioned that you're you guys are really involved with the whole startup scene and you're and you basically invest in in companies through marketing and technology in return for equity. Um so I guess you guys are right in the thick of it. What are some of the trends and patterns that you guys are seeing in the whole startup scene? So, so, so right now, one of the best uh, trends I'm seeing is obviously with uh, the blockchain technology. Um, nothing to do with cryptocurrency per se, um, but I, I, I'm really intrigued. Again, like I mentioned, we were uh, we merged with. Uh, one of the largest um, insurance marketing companies um, about a year ago. So I'll just use uh, insurance for an example. So currently right now, 
at any time that you get an insurance policy, whether it's home, auto, um, life insurance, so on and so forth, there's somebody who has to manually review that process, somebody who has to manually sign the signatures on all the contracts and data. Um, with blockchain technology, that is completely changing the game because just automates everything. It's time, uh, time stamps. It's uh, encrypted. So um, bl blockchain is something that I'm really intrigued by. Um, and I've been following the crypto market. Um, I, I wrote a book about Bitcoin uh, six years ago called The Bitcoin Blueprint. Um, so I'm always looking to kind of be a little early to the game. Um, but yeah, definitely right now, I, I, I'm very intrigued with blockchain. Um, and, and I think that's going to be a game changer from anything from accounting to insurance to lawyers to, to anything where people have to review documents. Um, I think that's a trend that uh, that's just going to blow up in the next few years. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. And the whole uh, so when a when when you approach these startups and you say to them we'll um invest in technology and marketing in return for equity what's your success rate like what kind of reactions do you, do you guys get so i mean we're fortunate enough um one, one part that i've left out i've done a lot i actually was um with the vc firm um who worked with them closely um for about two and a half years, uh, I left them right around two years ago. So um, fortunately, I get a lot of deal flow through that. Um, but the success rate—I mean, it's it—it—it—it's it, kind of too early to tell with some of these companies. Um, so far, we've hit some singles and some doubles. Um, we're definitely showing a positive. ROI, but um, as we all know in the startup world, it's typically seven years um, until you really know what these companies are going to do since they're so early stage. Um, but kind of your question, um, what, when people ask um, about getting funding, you know, it's always good on paper and people love the PR saying we raised half a million dollars, we raised a million dollars. So sometimes people are not for it. They would rather ju just take the capital, um, which, again, we, we, we are willing to invest um, just straight equity if we need to um, in companies. But the long answer to your short question is with the success rate, again, um, the companies we pick were highly selective. We pick less of 1% um, that actually pitched to us. Um, but everything is trending upwards, so we have a lot of uh, a lot of exciting stuff going on right now. And you know, time will kind of tell because, as you know, a startup can be worth ten million dollars on paper today, and tomorrow it's worth nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, is there a a certain industry or niche that you guys tend to focus on, or is your your portfolio diverse? No, we're, we're pretty diverse. Again, um, I'm really looking for cutting edge um, kind of technologies, being early to trends, as I mentioned, um, being involved with Bitcoin since 2012 uh, before it really blew up. Uh, we're pretty involved in the esports market right now. Nice. Um, doing a lot with that. So, yeah, we've uh, been in the esports market for about two and a half years. Um, we do a lot of marketing with that. 
Um, one of our clients was actually, they won uh, the top esports team of the year in 2016, and they actually uh, just took in another investment round in November of $38 million. So wow. uh, definitely esports. Um, again, blockchain, AI. Um, I'd rather be early to the market than, than be late. So sometimes it blows up in your face and you're wrong. But um, yeah, again, I'd rather try to be first to market with what we work on um, as opposed to being late to the party. Okay, so when they start us approach you guys, what do you guys look for? Like what's, let's say, a few things that, okay, you'd say this, this, this bank, this, this startup we're interested in investing in. So, so the main thing I look for is a founder or co-founders. Um, I would rather have a founder or co-founders that have what I would call a B minus or a B plus idea that are hardworking. They're hustlers. They'll they'll listen. They'll take advice um, as opposed to um, an A plus idea on paper with a founder who's impossible to work with. Because yeah. um, Again, at the end of the day, you can have the best idea, the best business plan, the best pitch deck, whatever you want to call it. But if a uh, if a founder is impossible to work with, um, it just doesn't make sense to us. So I'm always looking at the people, um, hard work ethic, and uh, anything kind of related to that. Um, so you know, as we all know, again, being entrepreneurs, it's not a nine to five job. It's not Monday to Friday. Uh, there's always fires to put out. There's always stuff to be done. So we want people who are hungry and will put their blood, sweat, and tears into the business, just like we will alongside of them. Awesome, awesome. Which sounds absolutely reasonable. Um, what would you say to entrepreneurs looking to gain investment? What what tips could you give them? So, again, it really depends on the stage, but I think it goes back to the previous point. Uh, the, the biggest thing that I see, and I've seen it again through the eyes of working for a VC fund, um, and currently what I'm doing now, definitely know your competition, know your industry. Um, I, I've had way too many phone calls um, and face-to-face -face meetings where uh, I ask about the competition. And I'm told by the founder that there is no competition. And literally within 30 seconds of me doing a Google search, um, I can find five to 10 competitors. Um, so, again, definitely know your competition, know your value prop, and just you, you have to bust your ass. Um, there's no if, ands, and buts about that because somebody is always going to be working harder than you are just as hard. Um, so you have to be all in. The other thing I would say is just don't chase dollar signs. Um, I've seen way too many people, they think that they have a billion-dollar idea that they're not passionate about. If you're not passionate about and you're not excited to get in front of your computer, go to your desk, and work each and every morning, what, my question is, why are you doing this? So um, if your job or your startup no longer excites you, then you probably should not be in that company. What's one quality or ca or characteristic that you, you if if you could only choose in a founder you would choose? Again, just just 
open ears. Um, and uh, and that's me kind of talking from experience. Be open, um, listen to people, and sh- just be willing to take advice or criticism. Um, so, yeah, again, it goes back to be a good people person and realize that everybody involved on your team or your investors, so on and so forth, everybody's here to help you. So, um, yeah, just be flexible to change. Awesome, awesome. If you could go back in time or go back through the journey again, would you change anything? If so, what? Absolutely, yeah. Um, I would say the biggest thing and kind of where my career started pivoting for the better um, was when I actually started going out and networking and looking for mentors. Um, So I would definitely say uh, go out and network. Um, I did not start doing that until probably six, seven years ago. Um, I, I was of the mindset that I could figure everything out on my own, which is not the case. I don't care who you are. So um, get on meetup.com. If you have a startup grind uh, network or one million cups or anything similar in your area, definitely go there. And, and you are going to meet people who are experiencing the same problems and issues as you. So, again, just definitely go out, um, network, build up your Rolodex in your community, and um, don't be scared to ask for help. And that was my, again, that was, that was one of my biggest fallbacks. I thought that I could do everything on my own, and um, it worked to a degree, but I never would have scaled the way or my companies would have done if I did not start asking for help, getting mentors, and just... Uh, talking to people about real-world business problems on a daily basis. Awesome, awesome. Jeff Brokaw, thank you for joining me on The Business Wilderness. It's been an absolutely amazing chat. Before I let you go, where can we find you online? Um, Twitter, at Jeff Brokaw, J-E-F-F-B-R-O-K-A-W. And uh, on my, other, uh, my company's website is The Unrivaled, U-N. T-H-E-U-N-R-I-V-A-L-E-B.com. I'll put that in the show notes. Mr. Jeff Brokaw, thank you for joining me on The Business Wilderness. Thank you, sir. You are listening to The Business Wilderness, the voice of entrepreneurs.